Welcome to the XY Advisor Podcast. To join a global community of financial advisors sharing and learning with one another to drive the positive evolution of financial advice, head to xyadvisor.com. G'day, g'day. How's it going? What do you know? Strike a like. Clayton here from XY Advisor and we're today catching up with our CFO, Ben Andrews. What's happening, mate? Mate, uh, well, quite a lot, really. Um, not a lot outside of the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. But, uh, mate, just currently deciding whether I'm going to grow out the locks and uh, do the whole Jared Leto or... Uh, <laughs> Or maybe just shave it all off and, and go Jason uh, Statham. But all I know is that at the end of it, I'm definitely going to look nowhere near as good as those two blokes. <laughs> that goes without saying. Oh, goodness. Well, I've gone the Statham look. I call it the quarantine cut. You can't, you can't go hang out with a, um, with a hairdresser at the moment. So, um, yeah, just pull the, pull the razor out. Now, a lot going on in terms of economic situations viral situations um, and economic stimulus situations. Mm. And, um, you know, it's, it's a weird time, whereas it's not a systemic economic issue, notwithstanding the problems of our entire post-Keysian economic system. But there's nothing, you know, pertinently um, systemically wrong with the financial system at the moment, which is causing a downturn. It's this strange, shall we call it, viral, silent, invisible, you know, assassin that's out there, you know, killing off old people left, right and center. It's completely shut down our economy, right? And so the government's come out a handful of times every bloody week. There's a new thing that they're doing. And before the podcast started, we were talking about $150 billion, which I don't, I, I'm, I haven't looked at any of the facts on this, but it sounds like the biggest piece of stimulus this country's ever done. Um, so yeah, yeah so yeah, well, and, and it's, it's astronomical and who knows what that's going to do for the, our future, but certainly I guess we're going to have to survive the next six to 12, potentially 18 months. So it's a big topic, mate. And, um, and, and you're, you know, I looked at the Rolodex and you were the most qualified to talk on this out of anyone that I know. So uh, certainly anyone in the XY team. So, uh, mate, thanks for, thanks for coming on. No, look, my, look, my, pre- my pleasure, mate. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, look, I hope, I hope we can add some value to the community. Um, I'm looking forward to providing another perspective on the current events. And, and you're spot on, mate. There is a, a lot of noise out there on these um, government stimulus packages. Um, and we've just been trying to do our best to kind of cut through that a bit because, uh, you know, you can, you can easily get caught up in it a lot and there's certainly plenty of misinformation out there, completely unintentional, um, but you know, we're trying to just make sure people are well-informed. Um, a lot of our time has been, been focused on helping, you know, certain clients keep the lights on, uh, which has been so good so far. Um, and there certainly is a big focus on these stimulus and benefits, and there should be. Um, however, we're making sure that, you know, all, all the business owners that we assist you know, and the executive team in those businesses are turning their heads to what they can do um, beyond either you know, waiting for the government or just maximizing um, these benefits. Those things go without saying. You know, ma- maximizing the stimulus that's available in a legal manner, of course, is, it goes without saying, but what are the other things that you know, we can do as well? Yeah, and because and you, you're at Air Accounting and, and what, are you, what are you talking 
to your clients like XY, what are you telling them? Like how, how are we meant to navigate this, you know, this crazy, crazy situation we find ourselves in? What, what's kind of the key things that you're talking to your clients about? Look, man, I mean, I think first of all, um, is just taking a second to, to obviously see how they are. Uh, I think mindset is, is incredibly important. Uh, in a situation like this, uh, it, it certainly impacts your decision making, and it's contagious. Um, if you if you if you approach this with a negative mindset, um, you know it's going to have an impact on your family, your staff, and, and your clients. Um, you know we, we, that it's important going to this and, and viewing that you know, COVID nineteen is an insignificant event, um, and what will eventually be history. Um, you know, an event that that your business is going to need to adapt to and to overcome. As you said before, mate, you know, this, this is having, it's, it's not necessarily a financial problem that's caused this, um, but it is still a significant event and it's going to have a significant impact financially. You know, 10 years ago, we had the GFC and there was an enormous impact as a result of that. And this isn't me making direct comparisons, but, but simply saying that that was a significant event, which you know, we all had to overcome and we're all here. Um, you know, and there'll be a big impact. Um, you know, for Australian SMEs was, you know, 10 years ago, there was almost no help from the bank, a, a significant lack of access to capital, um, where we're seeing a, a, probably a slightly different tune, at least in the short term right now. But most businesses adopted uh, or adapted, sorry, um, and um, perhaps we'll find soon some might have adapted enough. But um, yeah, look, definitely the mindset, just personally, firstly focusing on the people, mate, you know, just making sure they're okay um, and making sure they know that, that we're here to help. Because um, at the end of the day, um, when we look at all this, uh, you know, that that's what's most important. Um, so you know, we're, we're kind of we've got a bit of a flight flight plan um, that we've been running our clients through through March and April. Um, that's mostly been focused on, um, or now leading into April at the time of this podcast. But you know, that's really focusing on the people, you know, the staff and the clients first, and then kind of looking at the the you know, short term plan for the business and what we're kind of calling uh, intensive care. And then uh, you know, and then now as we get into April. Um, focusing a little bit more on the medium term uh, in terms of the business recovery. Because, you know, you, uh, I know you used to work out of a financial planning office and I know you, you recommend, you know, individual sort of clients to financial planners rather than taking them on individually. So I, I know you're quite familiar with financial planning as a, you know, as a profession for the advisors out there and who, who have a, a huge responsibility, you know, in terms of their clients, so you're saying the first, you know, first things first, make sure that their clients are in a good headspace, and um, and and I'll sort of mirror that as well. I I mean I I don't think I've been as busy um, with you know commercial sort of activities than I've been literally in the last couple of weeks. It's the general consensus from what I can find, and this is in professional land, right? So it's obviously going to be different in, in, the, in, the, in the hospitality and retail sectors where there's no refuge from this. Um, but in the professional sector, it's kind of like, well, um, we can work just shifting from a tall building into, the, into, your, into your house and the technology is there to, to make things work. And, and people are typically in a somewhat of a resilient attitude, I think. Um, it's our responsibility to keep the GDP ticking over. It's our responsibility to keep over-delivering to our clients. It's our responsibility to, I guess, collectively 
you know, especially for us to work in finance to ensure that there is a working society to come back to with an operating financial system. Um, and it's, it's all of us responsible and, and holding up, you know, with, I guess, our attitude to, to work and um, our desire to keep things keeping on, you know, like as long as we can start, you know, keep paying bills and as long as we can still keep doing new revenue and obviously there's, there's going to be some struggles and so, you're going to lose some clients and we, and, but undoubtedly you're going to gain some clients as well because well, in situations like this, the opportunity is just as big as the problem. And uh, the more advisors that I speak to, uh, the more I'm realizing that everyone's losing clients. Uh, well, next to everyone, especially if you're charging, uh, you know, fees outside of super and someone loses their job. Well, yeah, it, 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 advice is one of the first things to go. But at the same time, um, a lot of people are getting hired. Um, we've seen a few people just through XY get jobs recently because there's too much work and they've had to put on extra, extra people. So with all this change, it does increase the need for advice. Um, but it's a really good first step in saying, yeah, make sure you've, your client's mindset is in a, is in a positive frame of mind. And not just the clients, Matt, but you, but you, but your own, you know, as, as the business owner, you've got a lot of people uh, relying on yourself. Um, you know, like I said, you know, family, but also your staff members who will be looking to you for leadership. Um, but, you know, absolutely your clients as well. Um, you know, you're no doubt a, a very important person in their life, particularly in this time, um, you know, more than most. Uh, contact them. Let them know you're here for help. Um, you know, keep them updated on events, whether it's regards to the stimulus or to the, you know, whatever uh, you know, uh, strategy you have in place with them. Uh, because ultimately it's going to be a lot easier to uh, close the back door than to push through the front door and, and, and sign on new clients. The first step, it's quite easy to become reactive in times like these. Um, everyone's, you know, uh, going, look up, we haven't really had to deal with this for quite some time and they can, it can become, can become quite reactive. And you might think, well, if I reach out to everyone, it's going to just going to result in more questions. But you know, the first keep in mind, you know, your client's going to be looking at their outgoings as well. <laughs> and if they looked at it, a line item and say, I haven't heard from, um, this person in a while, um, that, that might be the first thing that comes to their mind. Um, so, you know, that, that's absolutely important. important. Um, it's very important. And, and also with, with your staff, like I said, you know, are they, are they healthy? Are they healthy mentally, not just physically? Um, and how are their families? Because uh, it, might, it might be that they're in a good spot. You might be thinking, hey, look, I, I've still got um, work for these people. They're able to work from home. Um, but, but perhaps it's their spouse that, that's unable to. And maybe that's causing a bit of a pressure. Um, and and, it, and I, know, I know you mentioned before that, we, you know, we are quite fortunate in professional services to be able to work from home, um, you know, a, a lot more seamlessly um, than, you know, than other uh, industries and professions. Uh, but, uh, you know, it can be easy to fall into that trap a little bit as well. Um, you know, we're, we're quite fortunate that we've always kind of had a few days working from home. Uh, all, all staff have, have that set up at home ready to go um, and, and use it already. Uh, and again, it's quite easy to fall into the trap that, okay, well, if we're in professional services, uh, well, then, of course, we can just uh, move staff home and they'll be able to work from home and jump on a laptop. But it's important to, to just take a second and say, well, well, how do they feel about that? Have they done it before? If they haven't done it before, it might be easy to assume that they'll be, you know, completely know exactly the whole, whole, uh, to go about it. Um, do they have the right equipment? Do they have a, another monitor? It's going to, no doubt, um, in, in, improve productivity. Um, you know, make sure that they're, they're, they're comfortable in that working from home environment. How many different stimulus packages has the government 
already announced? Mate, we're, we're currently at uh, federal. We're at three. Uh, although there is a range of, of state stimulus packages that have also been announced, which, just, which does add, which helps, which is great, uh, but then also does add a little bit to the confusion. But we're, we're at three, um, although perhaps it's best to look at the first two um, as a collective, uh, stimulus packages one and two, as uh, they were legislated together uh, and the bulk of the detail was released together. And then stimulus package number three, uh, which is predominantly this JobKeeper payment, uh, is still yet to be legislated. So we've, we've got confirmation as of last night that um, that, that will or will be put before, put before Parliament on the 8th of April. Um, and uh, and we, everyone expects that will be passed quite quite promptly. And then the full detail will be there. I'm just sitting here thinking, I mean, will House be even, you know, and Senate, will, will it even be able to be, you know, in motion or whatever it's called, like how are they all going to get together and sit in that room or are they going to do it over zoom or what's going on here? Well, my understanding, and look, I'm not necessarily uh, an, an expert on it. Uh, my understanding is it's similar to a board of directors. They do need a quorum. Uh, and I believe they ensure that they have, um, and that's potentially why it's taking a little bit of time. Although I, I suspect dropping the legislation will be a bit fin- uh, tricky as well, but they've got to surely have a, a minimum number of, of representatives there to pass the legislation. Uh, and, uh, and I think that's, that's why they've, they've said they can do that by Wednesday because obviously we've got to be quite careful. We get, uh, well, I think it's 151 uh, plus the Senate of those, um, you know, rule makers, for want of a better phrase, um, mm. in the same room and, and one of them, you know, infects everyone else. It could be a bit of a problem. <laughs> that's what I was sitting here thinking about. Imagine that, just all of the, all of the uh, MPs from around, the, around Australia just all, you know, <laughs> contagious COVID walking around zombies, that would be a disaster, wouldn't it? Um, okay, cool. So let's assume for a moment that this tranche three works and goes ahead. Then I, what's, what, are, what are the financial planners out there that are, you know, they've got their own business um, and they, might, they may even be giving advice to their own business clients, you know, not tax advice, but also, you know, as a financial planner, you're often there to support all financial decisions. So what are the key things to be thinking about in terms of what is easiest available in terms of stimulus from the government? In, in terms of stimulus from the government, um, you know, certainly in the, uh, you know, in, this, in that second, or I should say, you know, in the combined first and second stimulus package, um, certainly getting access to that cash flow booster is, is going to be uh, is going to be uh, one of the easier ones to access. You know, if you do have if you do already have uh, you know staff members on the payroll, um, you know there is a tax free cash flow support you know booster essentially um, of a minimum of twenty thousand um, dollars up to one hundred thousand um, dollars, and you know that that's ultimately going to be facilitated through the bass lodgement. Um, it's it's worth noting that the you know, the first payment um, which could be up to fifty thousand. Uh, and it is based on your withholding levels on your on your staff's salaries won't be available um, until or won't be released until the 28th of April. Right. Okay. Um, another one that's that's certainly going to help from a cash flow point of view, which I believe you know, the two measures that are probably most relevant um, to the you know, financial planning profession is going to be the um, you know, the tax the, the, the tax free cash flow booster, and also this JobKeeper payment, which should be legislated on on Wednesday. Uh, so, you know, and that's, gonna, that's, that's a significant, this is the, a significant stimulus measure, um, you know, which, which is ultimately going to be $1,500 you know, before tax every fortnight 
for all your eligible employees. Right. What's an eligible employee? Yeah, well, there we go. So look, in, in, in most cases, um, it's pretty much all full-time staff, uh, staff members. Um, where it does get a little bit, where we have to be, get into a little bit more of the, uh, the actual detail is, is with the casuals. So first of all, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be an employee that was employed with a relevant employer at the 1st of March, and they're currently employed with the employer, um, you know, at the time, obviously, to receive this payment. Um, now that includes, and this is this is what's you know great for a company such as Qantas, for example, is that does include staff members um, who have been stood down, so they may still actually be employees of the company. Um, they're unable to receive uh, remuneration um, because there is no work, but they are still employees. They will still, um, provided they meet other criteria, will be eligible for that payment. Um, and, and they've even given the the uh, chance for you know employees who may have. Um, moved quickly um, with all the right intentions um, and you know, to try and save a business um, or, or perhaps the business was ceasing to continue to trade and they've, they've um, ter- you know, terminated those employees but have rehired them um, as a result of this package, those will also be eligible. So if, if for whatever reason um, you, know, you were uh, no longer working for that employer and they've now, they've now reached out or might be worth yourself reaching out and saying, hey, um, I think I'd be eligible for this, um, you, know, you would still receive that $1,500 um, JobKeeper payment every fortnight. Um, just just in terms of casuals, the key thing is long term casuals. So yes, full time will be uh, eligible, part time will be eligible, and then for casuals, um, you need to be employed on a regular basis um, for uh, twelve months, as of the first of March this year. Yeah, right. Um, what about does contractors fit in here at all? Look, they have mentioned that there will that contractors will be eligible, but they haven't actually released how they will be eligible. And this is the detail that we're all waiting for in, uh, in, this, in this Wednesday's legislation. Uh, I suspect, um, and again, don't hold me to this, but I suspect that how they will likely uh, monitor that is if you are a contractor and, um, and you know, kind of register for this payment, you'll effectively be assessed as, as a business in yourself. So rather than it being paid to your employer because you don't have an employer, you are self-employed technically as a contractor, mm. um, you, your ABN, so to speak, will register with the government and you'll say, hey, look, I'm, a, um, I'm a contractor, I'm still my own here, um, and they'll, they'll likely deem me eligible for the JobKeeper payment, but the detail will come on, on Wednesday. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, what else should advisors be doing, you know, these practice owners? So let, let's assume, you know, the mindset is positive. What else? What else? What, what kind of, what are, you, what are you telling your clients what are you telling X, Y? How do we navigate what's going on beyond just making sure we're in a good headspace? Yeah, look, absolutely. Look, provided you're, you know, you're the team around you're strong and we're all in, a, like I said, it was a good headspace. We then start looking at, and, and look, you know, we've, and we've identified how we're going to get the most out of the stimulus. What we're, again, we're kind of breaking this up into more short-term things to look at, which we'll probably deal with first. Um, you know, and, and, and you know, you forgive me, I am an accountant, so I will kind of address these probably in, in line with how you would look at these on a balance sheet. So, you know, first of all, with, with the cash you know, and the cash that is available to you, you know, um, and to use the, you know, I can hear the collective eye roll, as I say, cash is king. Uh, but, you know, in these uncertain times, you know, over the next, you know, certainly the next three to six months and, and potentially beyond there, uh, we want to shore up as much cash as, as possible. But to an extent... And, and this is just what we're kind of thinking out the side of the square a bit. If, you're, if cash isn't a problem for your business, okay, and I, you know, for, for, for the bulk of people, cash flow is going to be 
um, a significant issue in these uncertain times. But if for whatever reason you are in a strong cash position or do have access um, to significant cash flow, then think about using this to negotiate more favorable pricing um, with your suppliers. So if you're in a position where you've got what everyone wants, um, so to speak, well, you know, perhaps instead of asking for extended payment terms, you go to your supplier and say, well, look, I'll, I'll, pay, you, I'll, I'll pay you right now, but you know, what can you do on the pricing? Mm. Okay. Um, it's just another way to look at it as well. You know, if, you, if, it is, if it is not something to have to worry about, don't just dismiss it out of hand. It might be very valuable for others and you can turn it into um, you know, some value for your business. Look, from a, from a financial planning, perhaps a little bit less relevant, but you know, in terms of uh, you know, your, your, cli- your clients owe your money or you know, what we kind of call debtors, um, people that do owe you money, look, we want to be making sure payment is up front. If it isn't already, I suspect for most of you it would be. Um, and certainly, you know, if, you know, with, with new clients on board, if we can you know, move towards um, you know, a, a system where it is more of a retainer model to ensure that you have an easier ability to forecast cash flow, if you're not doing so already, then we, we want to look at all, all possibilities to do so. It will allow you to go into April, for example, or just in April now and go, I, I'm very confident in the cash that's going to hit this bank account or more confident, I should say, um, just based on knowing that there's a, a range of direct debits out there that'll, um, you know, that'll move the cash into your bank account for services rendered. So another one here that I do up here, but look, it's less relevant for, for financial for planners in terms of, you know, things like fixed assets and inventory. Um, again, um, you know, but they might be relevant if you've just bought um, a significant asset with cash recently, and this could be, you know, a motor vehicle, uh, for example, um, you know, you might, and you might go, oh, well, why, I should have gotten a, you know, a shell mortgage or should have gotten some finance around that. And that would have assisted with my cash flow. Well, there's always a way to look out there and look at potentially, you know, selling that asset and getting it leased back. Um, you know, just unlocks a bunch of cash flow. And instead of holding on to an asset um, that, you know, is fairly liquid, um, we can get a, a bunch of cash that will help you through the short time. And then you can pay that back over, over you know, a number of months. Who does that? I've never heard of that before. I can, I can certainly, uh, if, you, if you can certainly put you in touch with people if, they, if you're interested or anyone here is interested. Um, but it's just another way of looking, you know, looking think, uh, thinking a bit outside the square. There are people that do that. Yeah, right. So, you know, just way of unlocking cash flow, turning illiquid assets without losing them into, mm. into cash. Or into, Interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly then going on to the other side of it, you know, looking at, at things like debt, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people... If they haven't already, I, I highly recommend you speak to any lenders that you have with you know, your term loans, with your, with your banks. You know, pretty much all banks are providing you know, six-month suspension of loans. Um, you know, keep in mind the interest is still accruing, but you won't have to make payments for six months. And that's for anything up to a $10 million facility. Uh, so you know, that's, that's, that's huge. Uh, it will certainly assist in the short term in this you know, intensive care period. Um, with cash flow, but just you know, keep in mind this isn't something that's automatic. Um, it is the bank. You will have to ask. <laughs> you will have to say please. Yeah. Um, but but you know, you'll find that they're actually uh, quite cooperative. It, it, don't forget things like again, you know, um, you know, vehicle leases um, you know, that you might have on a vehicle. Reach out to those lenders as well um, and see what they can do. Same thing with online lenders. Um, a bit less flexible. We found your Prospers and your and your Ondex and, and you know, but but they're still worth negotiating. Um, I, I can I can keep going with a few more if you like. Uh, well, I was actually going to ask you about this. Uh, I've heard, I've sort of read and heard a little bit uh, in terms of rent. Um, I've heard both sides of the coin. Um, as as a as a or through my self managed super fund with a couple of buddies, I've, I've got a property, so I'm a, a, a landlord on that side of the ledger. And then you know, in Sydney, I, I rent my apartment. Um, so 
are you seeing, you know, and, and then if you consider sort of office rents and people can't go into say we work or where mm. we are at the hub, um, what, what's sort of the, the general consensus in terms of asking for a rent reduction? Look, uh, that's, a, that's a very, very relevant question, Clayton. Um, and there's a few things on that. Um, first of all, I, I, believe, I believe it was late last week, um, uh, Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister, announced a, um, a memoriam on, on these payments. And effectively, what that announcement was, similar to the stimulus, is that, you know, he's saying that the state, it is a state issue, so the federal government can't do anything about it. And, um, this, you know, the states in their own way, because they all have different acts, you know, around this, and this was the Residential Tenancies Act 2010, I think it is, but, you know, different states have their own different acts. Um, you know, but he said that, you know, that's, that's what their intention will be. Now, I don't believe as at this date, um, at the time of this podcast, that they have actually acted on that. Now, I know that they've made moves to be able to do so, and I don't think that's an indication that they won't. It's just that I believe that legally right now, you should seek you know, property lawyer's advice on this, but don't, don't just go off this. Um, but my understanding is that nothing has concrete happened on that, uh, on that legislation or to, to provide that protection for six months, but there's all the noise that it will. Now, and- what, what, is, what does protection mean? As in like, the government's going to pay your rent or as in if you don't pay your rent, it won't stay on your permanent file or what? I don't actually know what a memoriam is. So it's effectively like a look, what they're looking at doing right now, uh, or what, what the, the noise is so far and the ones that we seem to be a bit more uh, likely is uh, tying back to the six month period that all the governments are in unison on, um, that everything needs to be thought of in a minimum six months and any changes we make that, um, you know, you would not be evicted for payment of rent, uh, you know, hopefully not being hit with penalty interest as a result of lack of rent. Now, this doesn't mean that the rent's wiped and you'd never pay it, but uh, I, 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 that's what I believe that they're looking for at a minimum is things. It's just so that people cannot be, you know, kicked out of their house during this next six months, uh, that businesses can't just rock up and have a lock on the shed, um, you know, and, and saying pay the rent, um, you know, and then they can't trade. I believe it's right. just you know for a six a bit of a six month reprieve. Um, look, what I have seen though, regardless of what is actually legislated and what at this point in time is, I have seen um, I've seen both sides of the coin. Uh, look, fortunately, more good than bad. Um, I've seen a lot of landlords, um, commercially and residentially, uh, willing to help. Um, you know, in the, in the most part on the residential side of things, I've seen usually a range of somewhere between 20 and 30% reductions in rent. Um, I, I would, and, and commercially similar as well. Um, what I would, would strongly urge is to give yourself some, um, some certainty. Um, you know, we, we've had some landlords come back and whether it's because they're not genuine or because they just, they themselves don't want to agree to something too onerous. Um, but the kind of seeing how things go month by month, I can understand that on face value. However, as a business, um, and even, even as a household, we, we need that certainty to be able to forecast ahead, to be able to budget ahead. We, we, we can't go, if we look at month to month, we'll constantly be reactive and just making short-term business decisions. If we can, can know that at least the next three months, there is going to be um, you know, rent-free, not just, a, not just a deferral of rent, but rent-free for the next three months, you know, we can at least have the next certainty over the next quarter and finish the financial year with some certainty. Um, yeah, and that, that's what I'd be, you know, in, in most cases, I'd, I'd be looking to lock in a period that both sides agree on, make sure that it's rent-free 
or that make sure that you're aware that if it's not rent-free, that it's not, and you will have to pay it later on. And, um, and in terms of negotiation, look, if you're towards the end of the lease, ultimately that landlord, land, uh, landlord or property owner is, is going to be thinking, okay, this, this, this lease ends in three months or two months, or whatever it might be. What are my chances of being able to lock in another tenant? And what will, you know, the, what, what will you know, rent be? What will market rent be? When, when I'm able to lock that person in. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a really good point. Um, all right, so moving on from cash, what else do we look at? Look, uh, one of the things, and this ties in a bit with the stimulus, um, and it is relevant for, for all businesses, um, the, the, the ATO, in terms of uh, any sort of BAS liabilities, income tax liabilities, um, you know, get, get onto the ATO or make sure your account is onto the ATO and is, is making it aware that you, if you are unable to make payments, or even if you do, do believe you're going to need to shore up a bit of cash because of the uncertain times ahead, start the conversation with the ATO now. Um, it's certainly going to help you out in the long run um, and, you know, negotiate, and, and negotiate a payment plan that's appropriate to your business. Um, yeah, I, I really want to underline that last point. Um, there's, there's no point going to the ATO and just saying, hey, give me two months, I can pay you, if you don't think you're going to be able to pay them. Because ultimately, when that time comes, they're going to view that as you've defaulted on your payment plan, you're going to have to renegotiate it again and set up a new one. Um, you know, we, we want to we want to look ahead, and, and this is the time to put a realistic plan in place. If if you think you're going to need 12 months to pay it off, then say, look, I've, I've run the numbers, I've looked ahead. It's going to take me 12 months to to to, to pay this off. Um, and another thing, and this is part of the stimulus as well, is that any if if you are a, you know, a business and you're a profitable business that's been paying income tax installments since 1 July 2019, so that's for the September 2019 quarter, July to September, and October to December 2019. Uh, and you've paid income tax installments on that profit, you will be, and, and you believe that your business is going to be affected by this and not going to ramp up even more, then um, you, you can go out to the ATO and say, hey, I need that, I need those installments back. Um, and that can be done as easy as in your March Bass right now. You can, you can go to them and say, or you can get your accountant to go to the ATO and say, look, I, I paid you that tax in advance, was business was doing well, now I'm really uncertain. I need that back. I need the cash flow to make sure my business um, continues to succeed. Yeah, right. So that's a good one there as well. Um, look, we, you know, in terms of, we talked about, you know, dealing with your customers, but also with your suppliers. Um, you know, obviously landlords, one of your suppliers in, in business. Um, but, you know, have a conversation with them, you know, look to negotiate credit terms. It's going to be an interesting discussion. They're going to be trying to reduce them. You're going to be trying to increase them. Um, but have the discussion. If you don't ask for something, um, that's one way to guarantee you'll never get it. Mm. Uh, and, and, and probably um, on the employee side as well, you know, if, if you haven't already, please, you know, have a quick, if you have any permanent staff, have a look at what your exposure is um, from the employee entitlements. That's, you know, predominantly annual leave and long service leave, uh, you know, in the event that for whatever reason you do have to stand down staff over the coming months or, or perhaps let them go. Well, what is your actual liability? We find a lot of small and medium businesses um, don't regularly look at that. They don't recognize their entitlements on their, their you know, their, on their monthly reporting or even their annual reporting. And it's just this you know, hidden liability on the balance sheet, which will all too quickly um, pop up uh, should, you know, should something significant happen. Yeah. And I remember talking about that work once with you and essentially you take the whole package and then times it by 110%, right? That, that's, a, that's a really good rule of thumb. Well, yeah. I mean, our conversation there was in terms of, you know, we, we look at one of, the, one, of the, um, one of the accidental mistakes when negotiating employee pay can be if we look at, uh, well, you know, we're going to pay someone $100,000 and that's their package. Oh, sorry, I should say, you know, that's their, that's their salary. 
And there can be a, a miscommunication where the employee might believe that's 100,000 plus super and the business owner might think, oh, that's 100,000 inclusive. But then the next step is also, well, if you're converting someone from a contractor or a casual worker to an employee, just keep in mind that there's actually a cost there for, for entitlements as well. I mean, and they're completely entitled to it. There's no way we can reduce that. But just to make sure, you know, you, you're going to have, you know, uh, you know, average, if they take, take all their leave every year, then one month they won't be there. But you will be paying for that. And that's just part of having a, a permanent staff member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, awesome, man. Well, uh, what else? Because, you know, we've, we've covered some really good tips and tricks there. Um, are you, what's your sense, you know, like being being in the position that you you are you're obviously having many conversations what's your sense what's your finger on the pulse how do you think the business world in in as far as you're exposed to it how do you think people are responding do you see you know if you sort of look six months down the track what do you think's going to happen well that's that's the big question um (laughs) uh look I think a lot of businesses are going or have already been significantly impacted by this. Um, I, I think it's, there's going to be you know, uh, some impact that's going to be felt by all business. And I think there's certainly definitely, uh, there's definitely going to be industries that um, are going to be unfortunately hit harder than others. Um, you know, what I, you know, what I can say is, and, and look, you know, I, I talked about the GFC briefly before, and I, I think even, even yourself briefly, and, you know, the significant event in history, um, but this is a pandemic and, and there's a slight of a unique twist with you know, COVID-19 compared to or this, you know, a pandemic compared to, um, you know, to, compared to other significant events that have happened. And, and that is how quickly that the businesses have been impacted by this event. You know, we, we, you know businesses are always going to be um, required to adapt and to change. And, um, you know, I can, uh, you know, I can throw out the internet as an example there, but that's happening over, you know, decades um, and some might have been impacted quicker than others but right now this is global um, you know with uh, you know, with internet and globalization open borders economic interdependence you know we've we, we're all going to be impacted by this very quickly and we already have uh, you know we don't just have a requirement like we you know have done it with other significant events in recent times to adapt but we've got a requirement to adapt quickly um, and I suppose my point about that is all businesses are going to have to change. Um, you know, we are all going to have to adapt. Um, those that do so quickly and correctly will come out of the other side of this better than they went in. Um, you know, when, when, you know, all, you know, when we compare it to a whole, um, how we react by this event um, is all, all, and moving forward is all going to um, you know, define our business. You know, it's 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 about looking at this as I look I look back at um, I look back at you know the, the, when the GFC was going on and shortly thereafter everyone's looking at analyzing all these businesses and the ones that did well what did they do right ones that did poorly what did they do wrong I think the businesses that kind of take a step back and go how can we adapt to this how can we change this we've got we've got clients up in you know for example you know, the gyms right their revenue overnight's been been yeah. uh, t- switched off essentially yeah. so we're saying okay well look you know, look let's look at the premises initially we were we were we, we thought we could just adhere to the social distancing. And we'd be all right. We just make sure that everyone didn't go anywhere near each other. But that certainly wasn't going to. It is not the case now. And but you know, there's still you know the ability to do personal training sessions, and there's still plenty of members that will still want to do that. Whether you know they rock up to the gym and they're the only person in there with the PT, and everyone's allocated a time slot. Whether it's uh, you know um, you know potentially you know having those sessions at home. Um, you know, it's it's it, it depends on the type of equipment involved, of course. Um, but you know, we've even got. Um, 
you know, gla- glazing companies who you know, do, you know, do hotels and, and significant projects um, and, and they're unable to do so now for, for a couple of big reasons. Um, but now they're going around to they have identified businesses who are doing well. You know, pharmacists are doing quite well. However, they're quite exposed. They've got a lot of sick people coming into the pharmacy. They might be able to wear face masks, but is that enough? And now I've, one of our clients, um, they're very proud of them to, to, for them to have, have pivoted. And now they're, they're installing uh, you know, effectively shields um, at all these pharmacists between the counter and the patient. Um, still, still wear the face mask, but that's why they have it in hospitals. So hang, hang on, we, we have a lot of perspective of glass. Let's just start installing that in all these pharmacists. Pharmacists are more than happy to pay for it because they want to protect their staff. Um, and they, they want to be able to help people and they want to be able to do it in a safe manner. And, and to, you know, that, that's helped out there. So we've seen you know, how, how this will impact your business will be how um, willing and you are to adapt and how quickly you're able to adapt. Yeah, it's a really good point. And um, I mean, I, I, was, I was at uni, sort of just coming out of uni as the GFC was happening. I was tax accounting at the same time. Uh, well, I should say at the time. And I've, I've heard sort of, you know, over the last, what, you know, almost, uh, well, it's about 12, 13 years since it happened. Yeah. I heard during that time of all the success stories that came out of that time where we were doing one thing and then GFC happened and then we started doing this thing and then it took off. And um, yeah, the opportunity, I think, to really stand out, adapt and be different at a time where people, you know, where the stress, it, it's at moments like this where the power balances go up in the air. It's, it's you know, for, for those that want to sort of reach out and grab what's available, you know, bend, be uncomfortable and sort of get on top of the best, you know, ways to do things, we can actually come out a stronger business. So uh, I really do hope, you know, that uh, people sort of take that, advice take that i mean even us at xy right like where we do two huge tours well they're huge to us we do two huge tours uh a year of events so which means we end up doing 12 events per year and we you know we already had deposits paid here and we had sponsors involved and um you know speakers and it all had to change and so we've had to sort of re re-engineer the whole thing um meaning that we're you know next week we will um we'll promote the digital event series that's coming out and the crazy thing is uh we've now got one potentially two like big name speakers for this event Mm. and the reason is is because michael back gave me a call and he goes he goes mate the people that you'd want to speak at your conference all of a sudden are now available and I was like, that's a really, really good point. So there are opportunities because everyone's plans have now changed, but there are opportunities now to, to reach out and sort of change some things, adapt. And um, you know, look, I, I, it's, it's a scary time, but um, I'm sort of walking into this position being like I'm trying to find the positives in there. And um, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see where we can take XY over the next six months. That's on it. That's very anecdotal, but you know, I took the advice from someone I respect Michael back and uh, hopefully people that are listening can continue taking that same advice because it works well for me and uh, undoubtedly it'll work well for, for you if you try it. Um, most importantly, how do people get in contact with you 
in the event that uh, they want to reach out? Mate, um, uh, look, by all means, I might either give me a call or shoot me an email. We've actually got a um, we've got a white paper on all this stimulus. Um, it's probably up to date as of as of yesterday, so it might not include the recent announcement by New South Wales uh, for those payments for affected businesses. Uh, but we can we'll soon add that in. Um, but look, we can we can make that available to yourselves uh, or, or awesome. to all, you know, all the members of XY, um, and if and they'll have, have our details on that as well. Um, cool. Yeah, we, we'd love to help. Awesome. All right, great. Mate, thank you so much. Uh, undoubtedly, you're very busy, but it's awesome for you to come on. I mean, I've, I've learned a lot and uh, hopefully, yeah, advisors out there can continue pushing forward and build a big, strong business during this really tough time. Mate, thanks again. I uh, appreciate it. My pleasure, mate. All the best. Cheers.